Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clearer vision and purpose for the life, career, and organization. Go to emmasgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. We want to welcome you back to another episode of the Apply Rigor Podcast. We are excited that you are with us today, that you've taken your time to invest in yourself, and hopefully today you are able to get something that is going to encourage you and keep you fighting forward. But hey, before I go any further, I want to look to my left, to your right if you're watching on Facebook Live, and say, hey, how you doing, Dave Jones? I am abundantly blessed to walk in the favor of God. Everything I touch prospers. That's it's an really, amazing day. It is an amazing day. It and, is. And, and I feel like that, especially today, because today I had to bring in some of my personal oh, gear gosh. today. And if you're watching, yeah, I'm wearing my Flyers t-shirt. And this is a t-shirt that is a tribute to one of the grittiest guys in the NHL who just retired, Scotty Hartnell. And so, hey, Scotty, if you're watching and listening, right here, baby. Awesome career. This guy, <laughs> don't worry about this guy, but I got you. <laughs> So on today's podcast, you see how he did that? He just sidestepped. I can't even. I can't even talk about that. Weak. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we've got a great guest today. I'm gonna let Dave introduce him uh, here. But uh, hey, listen in. This is gonna be awesome. I am so excited to have Kirk Handy here today. He is uh, what a blessing to have him on the show. I'm so excited to hear. So excited to hear about his peaks and valleys. Uh, for our listeners and viewers out there, Kirk is originally from Huntsville, Ontario, Canada. Uh, he's vice president, athletic director of club sports and head coach of Liberty University, D1 hockey team. He works closely with university administration to ensure that the program accurately represents the mission and goals of Liberty University, which includes maintaining the vision of the founder, Dr. Jerry Farwell. Um, Liberty University develops Christ-centered men and women with the values and knowledge and skills essential to impact the world. There is something real special going on at Liberty University and and um uh yeah it's just it's just really cool to have kirk on right now and um liberty i don't know if most people don't know this but liberty currently enrolls about one hundred and ten thousand, which it happens to be like the fourth largest university in the country with their online enrollment is that is that right eric uh kirk is that right yes sir it is yeah so for the past 16 years um kirk has been the head coach of liberty university's hockey team so there is lots of peaks and valleys that are I'm sure that are in there so I'm excited to hear about what has been happening in his peaks and valleys personally and professionally so as we kick off the show Kirk again want to welcome you thank you for being on you know as we talk about peaks yeah yeah so um um as we talk about the peaks and valleys you know what what has been you know your biggest peak uh being in Lynchburg and working with Liberty yeah, it's funny. As I uh, as I was thinking about that, it, it came to mind a, a couple from our hockey program in particular. Uh, the first one was in uh, uh, January of 2006 when we opened up our first rink on campus. And until that point, for uh, 21 years, um, we played in Roanoke, which was an hour away, uh, and the Liberty University played up there and had to commute up there via, in the old days, uh, personal cars. And as we got near the end of it, the uh, university provided buses for us to go up there, the yellow school buses. Mm. And uh, that definitely was uh, (laughs) 
was a peak when we were able to get the rink. Tim and Bev LaHaye, uh, the gentleman who wrote the book series Left Behind, he donated the funds for us to purchase the first rink back in 2006. And uh, that was definitely one of the biggest peaks. And, and the other one came in 2014 when we were able to redo the ice rink and, and really make it into the facility that it is today. Man, humble beginnings, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, even before I was down at Liberty playing, you know, there were real humble beginnings. Uh, but as I as I came on in the mid in the mid nineteen nineties, I played at Liberty and and started coaching uh, uh, in two thousand. Uh, you know, it definitely your you know the the opportunity to get better wasn't wasn't as like it is today with uh, our own rink on campus. You know, you definitely had to. Uh, have that pioneer spirit about you. Yeah. Well, there's a verse, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, do not despise humble beginnings. And those are always the things I love to hear here as we kind of kick off here is hearing that, you know, your peak comes from an understanding of where you came from to where you are. And I think, you know, as we transition then into this idea of a valley, you know, what happens when maybe life doesn't go our way or circumstances go our way or, you know, certain things happen you know, talk to me now about, you know, you, you see all these great things, but then I know there are valleys that are mixed in there. So talk to us about your valley. And then if you could identify the emotion that you went to within that valley. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting that you say valley because I, I, I got thinking about this and, and uh, you know, though I would say from around uh, 2000 to 2005, um, there were definitely a lot of peaks and valleys in there, but a lot of the valley for me was just, you know, wondering like, is Liberty going to ever build an ice rink on campus? You know, Dr. Falwell, I talked about it and talked about that being a reality one day. And, uh, you know, after playing there for four years and then, uh, coaching for five until we we're able to get the rink on campus, there's a lot of days where I thought, man, this is just not going to happen. And what am I doing here at Liberty University? Uh, you know, I was, I was working in the recruitment department at Liberty and I enjoyed what I was doing there, but, uh, everything with hockey was, uh, was volunteer and, and, uh, really, really was trying to question, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this really where God has me, mm. uh, here at Liberty? And, uh, you know, where do I kind of fit into the bigger plan here? Yeah, I just, um, you know, over the last couple of years, it's been such a blessing and an honor to work with you and your staff. And, and uh, I really feel fortunate to be able to do that and, um, and work in this emotional cone of emotions and, you know, peak high velocity. And like, you just tell that, Kirk, you just, you know, under your leadership, you've built something super special there. And I know you like to deflect that a lot, but, you know, it, it really is. And I, and I think about, like, the managing those peaks and valleys, how you do that is something really special. Can you, can you give our listeners or viewers, you know, um, a little taste of, of what you've done and in, in, in your ability to, yeah. to, to manage that? Yeah, well, you, you, as, as I've thought about this many, many times, I think, you know, I'm 43 years old. I think for about the first 38, 39 years of my life, I think I was focused on myself and, yeah. and you know, uh, what's in it for me. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I always had the joy of helping other people out. I always think that's been a big part of my life. But 
you know, I think really in the past four or five years, I've, I've really had a new mission in my life to, mm-hmm. to really uh, invest in other people and invest uh, not only in people who, who work with me, but also people who are a part of our hockey program. And, uh, you know, to be quite honest with you, that's the biggest uh, reward that I get is seeing people go out there and, and kind of make it happen once they, once they leave Liberty. And, and you know, the, the four years that they're at Liberty, it's always great to see them kind of carve their, their way through life and build mm-hmm. a solid foundation for the rest of their life. So a couple of things there, you know, first of all, within that valley you talked about, you were trying to generate hope for the future and that, you know, the school is going to invest in the program and you were going to see things start to happen. And so you had to really embody that hope and keep fighting for that in a good way, you know, not where you're an organizational cancer, but in a good way where you grab the vision and you keep pushing every single day. But now with what you just talked about in terms of trying to change your focus to other people, Walk me through how you help your players navigate peaks and valleys because you've been through it yourself, right? So now with that kind of renewed focus on other people, how are you helping them? Because we all know, you know, especially in the world of sports and even for some of our listeners in the world of big business, I mean, there's peaks and valleys every day, but man, is it a whole lot easier to navigate those when you have somebody that helps you with it. So walk us through that. Yeah, well, I, the, the biggest part I had to learn was to invest in myself and to really, uh, you know, ask myself, would I follow me as a leader? Mm. And uh, a lot of it for me is making sure that I have uh, <laughs> uh, joy and I'm a positive, uh, I have a positive attitude and I'm a positive person to be around. I'm someone who adds to the equation instead of takes away from the equation when people meet me and are around me. And uh, a lot of that starts with uh, investing in myself. You know, I, I, I believe uh, in getting up early and, and uh, spend the first part of my day uh, getting my mind right and getting my mind prepped for the day. Uh, I think some of the times that I feel like I'm, uh, I'm kind of behind the eight ball are times that I haven't taken that, that time to get up and, and uh, you know, get my mind uh, focused. You know, I, I like to I like to read the Bible in the morning. I like to have um, you know, my prayer time in the morning. And, and uh, I like to do that before I get my kids up and my wife's up and, and uh, really try and prep my mind for that day for what's going to be ahead of me and, and make sure that I've got my priorities in line as well. Uh, you said something that's really powerful there, and I just want to kind of unpack it a little bit. And, you know, I don't think I've ever been around you, Kirk, where the spirit of joy was not on you. Like your your ability to bring people in and just welcome them in and make them feel excited to be around is really, I mean, it's just awesome. I just I just love that about you. Was there a time where you didn't have the spirit of joy? You said that I had to had to work on myself. And was there a reflection there and awareness? We talk about low EI a lot, right? Like was there a, was there moments in your life where you were you were low EI or had times where, you know what, I don't like myself and you, and you flip that switch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I was low EI. I think okay. I've always been a high EI guy. I think what, what I realized was I could turn it on and turn it off pretty quick. Mm. You know, I could turn on the high EI and boy, if I didn't like the direction something was going, I, I'd turn on the uh, low EI r- real quick and, and, uh, and, and people would, would know it. And I think I'm, I've tried to learn over the years that uh, that being high EI is, uh, is is important, and being 
someone who is a positive influence, even when situations seem seem negative or seem like you know it should it shouldn't be where you have a positive attitude. I've noticed that that in the culture we live in, mm-hmm. I've noticed that that type of, uh, of attitude uh, speaks volumes of of of, uh, of your character. And I, I think about Matthew five five uh, sixteen, you know, where it talks about uh, you know. Uh, you know your your deeds you show to others, and and they'll see Jesus through through you that way. And and I've I've taken that to heart a lot of times. You know I I'm not a big guy who stand up in front of uh, 300 people and, and preach the gospel, but I believe that people can see that in and through uh, me and and through the way I I handle conversations or handle environments uh, at work or uh, you know around our guys you know on the team as well. When you're in the valley, you know what's your what's your go-to emotion? Like obviously, the spirit of joy is is all over you uh, most of the time. It, and there's times where that, you know, like you don't have that spirit of joy. What's your go-to emotion? You go, you know what? This is not me. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision to to bring that spirit of joy back. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> it, it sometimes just checks with. Uh, people I have in, in my life. Sometimes it, it's my wife and uh, she's usually a really good, uh, a really good uh, a template for me to kind of get mm-hmm. my things focused back in on where they need to be. Sometimes it, it's my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times it's uh, just having a spirit of, of thankfulness. You know, I think uh, to myself, boy, there's, you know, I wish I could have this or I wish I, I was this and, and realize that, you know what, uh, you know, I have a lot to be thankful for and, Sometimes it's changing my perspective to better reflect where I want to be at. Mm, that's awesome. As we as we land a plane here, um, there's other entrepreneurs and organizational leaders that are you know that are in the valley. What's some encouragement that you could you could give them today? Well, you you know what, one of the things for for my staff about three years ago in our in our sports department, I realized that we had a real divided staff. We had a staff that you know, was focused on their interests, but not the interests of our whole department. And one thing I did was, uh, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, in, in our staff reading through books, uh, together. And, uh, we, we read through the book, the energy bus by John Gordon. Uh, yeah. Nice. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a, it was a really cool uh, thing for me as a leader. I had read through the book myself and, and, uh, obviously I realized that I was on the bus, but, I realized that, uh, you know, the importance of, of getting our staff to read it and our staff to kind of embody those traits that are needed to run a successful organization. Energy vampires. That's right. <laughs> Massive <laughs> sucking <laughs> sound. <laughs> Massive sucking you sound. Hate yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, thanks again for being on. I know uh, you know you're on the bus. You're traveling to an away game. Uh, good luck this weekend. I'm sure I'll chat with you, and I'll, and I'll see you on Monday, right? Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. Have have a great uh, time, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, you're welcome. And with that, you know, we just want to encourage you again today. I hope you were able to take something out of this because there were multiple little nuggets there that I yeah. hope you grabbed. I think one that he talked about, and I guess I'll paraphrase it, and I've heard someone else say it this way, is are you a leader worth following? Right? What are mm. you doing to become a leader worth following? That's a huge one. The other thing is when you're in the Valley, you got to choose. And one of the things that we would just walk through with Kirk is he chooses joy. And so mm-hmm. grab onto this stuff. 
use it. Also, we want to encourage you to leave some comments. We got a whole bunch of shirts that we would love to give away. Uh, and so if, if you want to leave a comment, you want to engage with us, please do. And uh, we'll kick you one of those shirts, right, it's not It's not a flyer shirt. Nobody's going to want that. No, I think I, I think a lot of people would want this one, right? <laughs> it's Absolutely. an applied rigger shirt, right? It's <laughs> yeah, not, it's not a, fly, not a we, Hartnell shirt. We, we could get a Moscati shirt. It'd be pretty sweet. But that would be like premium. I guess if we're looking to start a bonfire or something, we could, you know, like people would want that shirt. I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, at the end of the day, all there are only special people that name their dogs after horrible hockey oh, players. But anyway, let's there end it with that. But hey, have a great week. Go apply some rigor. We'll check you out next week.